All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode, the inaugural episode of the Shockley Podcast here with uh, Representative Brad Tadke. I'm honored to be here. And today we are going to talk with Ruby Winnings, who is the event lead for Relay for Life. We're going to talk about a couple bills that are going on uh, moving through the Minnesota legislature and Relay for Life in Shakopee. So Ruby is a Shakopee resident. Thanks for being here, Ruby. Thank you for having me, Brad. Yeah, so this is the very first time we've done this, so who knows exactly how how well it's going to go here. But uh, I just want to take 15, 20 minutes of your time, Ruby, and talk about uh, you and I had had a chance uh, a few weeks ago to talk through and uh, work on a couple bills that came through the Commerce Committee and through some other stops that uh, I uh, had the pleasure of voting for. And so there were two bills. One of those was House File 331 and another was 349. They both deal with tobacco and um, smoking. And you are a passionate uh, supporter of, of clean air and anti-smoking campaigns. And, and uh, what what has brought you there? Why do you why are you so involved in uh, Relay for Life and other programs like that, Ruby? So I'm a strong supporter of fighting back against cancer. It's touched my family several times, and I've been a longtime volunteer for the American Cancer Society and a founding member of the Relay for Life in Scott County. And on top of that, I'm also a member of the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network, which is the advocacy wing of the American Cancer Society. So I've been involved for several years trying to advocate for stronger um laws and legislation for um, the Clean Air Act and and other things uh, for that, because that's an important piece in fighting back against this disease that affects too many of our friends and family. Yeah, absolutely. So were you involved in uh, the clean air bills and different things like that that have come through in in the recent past? Yes, I have. I've been down. I um, almost every year I go down to the day at the Capitol where I speak to my legislators about why um, I think that the Clean Indoor Air Act and the other tobacco legislation policies are important. Um, I was unable to make it into St. Paul this year, but I am a supporter of both the e-cigarette uh, legislation and the um, Tobacco 21 um, legislation that's going through this year through the um, committees. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. And so let's talk about the the e-cig um, law and the vaping uh, bill that is moving forward right now. It's House File 349. And if anybody wants to um, find and look at these bills that we're talking about, uh, they can go to www.house.mn. And there's a little uh, 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 place in there that you can type in House File, so HF. 349 and uh, and you can look at that bill and see what everything what it's about and so the official description of it is electronic cigarettes included in definition of smoking for purposes of the Minnesota Clean Indoor Air Act and technical and clarifying changes made which is such a fun title but this is uh, Representative Halverson from Egan is uh, carrying this bill and so Ruby why is this bill important why is it important to you to get um, uh, e-cigarettes and vaping out of indoor spaces well, because there's a lot of different things in the um, that is included in all of that that people don't realize what they're inhaling when they do the e you know when they smoke an e cigarette, and um, I think when you look at um, the number of high school students, especially here in Minnesota, we've got 40% of our students say that they've tried e cigarettes 
already while they're in high school and over 26% of our kids are still, um, you know, starting and continuing to use tobacco products. And the e-cigarettes are one of the number one things that they use. Um, and it's the tobacco companies are great at, you know, making all of the flavors, um, either fruit flavored or candy flavored, you know, something that's directed straight at kids that their marketing is, you know, geared to, to, you know, make it more appealing to our youth to do. And I think that it's very important to keep this stuff out of our high schools. Um, and, and even, you know, for the, to include it in clean indoor air acts. So when we're all out in restaurants and everything else, those of us that choose not to, you know, use these products don't have to be exposed to them when we're out in public places. Yeah. I had no idea really, uh, what, uh, was, behind vaping but and that kind of thing but the uh jewel company that is now the the leading manufacturer of uh of vaping equipment it it was amazing to me they handed around that day uh different ways especially in high schools that kids are sneaking in these the ability to vape during school one was even a I'll post post a picture on on Facebook here but uh one was a sweatshirt that was modified so that the strings on the sweatshirt the hoodie looked like normal strings but you could vape through the strings you'd attached one end uh into a little hidden pocket and then another end you could uh vape with and it was just it was uh very <laughs> inventive way of getting things done but it's a right. really crazy problem in school it is a crazy problem, and I, I'm no longer surprised at how big tobacco companies are creating new products and new ways to get their product into the hands of youth and other people. Um, throughout all of my years of volunteering, every year, you know, they come up with something, you know, new and different to entice people into this, and, you know, I suppose that's what they have to do to hook them early, and, and you know, it's if you take a look at it, if a lot of um, 95% of the adults that smoke today and, and use tobacco products say that they started when they were in high school or, you know, under 21 years of age. So if we can, you know, get this out of our high schools and do whatever we can to make it so that the youth of today can't start, we're going to have, um, you know, much healthier generations to come. Um, and But we have to do what we can to fight against big tobacco because they certainly come up with creative marketing um, to yeah, target our the, youth. The unicorn poop flavor was one that I thought was especially interesting. It makes me feel like an old man just to say that out loud. But it's just like, okay, come on, this is uh, <laughs> this is the this bridge too far. It should not be a flavor for, for anything. But uh, – that you mentioned uh sure. the rates of a, of addiction to uh tobacco and nicotine um and that leads us pretty well into house file 331 which is the tobacco 21 uh bill that was carried by uh, representative Heather Edelson from Edina you want to talk about that bill explain what it is a little bit well so it it is just to raise the tobacco um, age limit up to to 21. And again, you know, for me, the the biggest strong point there, I you know, I get that um, at 18 we're all adults and everything, but the the main thing to me is to keep all of these products out of our schools and not have them shared with friends who are younger and that kind of thing. And over 20, I think there's 23 communities within Minnesota have already passed this legislation. It's got um, 
So we have cities in Minnesota, and I think we have seven states that have, you know, passed similar legislation. Minnesota needs to get on board and be a leader in in this, and that's why I support raising the tobacco age to 21. Yeah, I had, as you know, uh, a little bit harder of a time uh, coming around and figuring out if this is something I wanted to support, because I think that um, if we're going to consider uh, teenagers, adults at 18 and expect them to do adult things and we should treat them like adults. And uh, I really had a hard time coming around on this one until uh, started talking and looking at the data about how uh, more likely uh, students in school are to get a, uh, and this doesn't, and make sure that I'm being clear on this, is that this bill, as it's written today, outlaws uh, the ability for anyone under 21 to purchase cigarettes or tobacco, and uh, but it does not criminalize or outlaw them actually smoking it. Is that that's correct? Cor- that's my understanding of it. Yes. Yeah, and so it, and I was and- once I understood that as to what was going on, um, that made a lot more sense to me as to how we can do it, how we can use this to help because with uh, high school kids are much more likely to know an 18-year-old that can purchase cigarettes for them and uh, as opposed to a 21-year-old that can purchase cigarettes for them. And so it will help dramatically to keep uh, the data from other states and other places where this has uh, already been implemented shows that it, it dramatically keeps high school kids from smoking. Correct. Yep. And and that even like young co- college age kids. I mean, and if you again, if we can stop them from starting, you know, ninety five percent of the adults that have started to smoke started before they were twenty one. So this is giving us another tool to help people, you know, not start this addiction. So Ruby, what do you hope is the uh, the end product from all of this? Do you think that it will dramatically uh, or even a little affect uh, how many people smoke, or what do you what do you suppose will come from these bills if they're enacted into law? I do believe that there'll be less people that start smoking. I think if you can keep tobacco out of the youth so that they don't start during that time, that they'll be they'll make wiser choices as adults. Like I think that once you get beyond these years, that you have you know a stronger um, point of not starting. And um, for the first time in 2017, Minnesota tobacco use in teens rose, and we need to, to do more to get that number to go lower, not increase. And um, that's why I decided, too, that I would support um, the Tobacco 21 rule. I, I, too, was a little bit slow on it at first, and, and then when I followed it more, I decided I should support it. And that for the first time raising in a long time that number of uh, tobacco users um, in Minnesota, that is primarily from uh, e-cigarettes, correct? Correct. Got it. Correct. Yeah, because it's really easy for people to think that since there's no uh, smoke involved in e-cigarettes, that uh, it's not a negative thing for their bodies, but the nicotine in it is uh, super nasty for a lot of things, Correct.
Oh, did I lose you, Ruby? Um, it delivers. Uh, yep, there, I, maybe I, I lost did. you for a little bit there. Oh. Yeah. So the e-cigarettes do deliver a very high level of nicotine um, to your system. So it's very easy to get, you know, hooked on um, e-cigarettes from early on as soon as you start. And um, the U.S. Surgeon General has called um, this an epidemic um, that the kids um, under 21 are getting their hands on this. And um, the tobacco companies, I guess, enjoy that. Um, they really target our um, younger people for these products. And something that I thought was really interesting when we had our, uh, especially the uh, both bills come through the Commerce Committee, was that uh, the manufacturers, even though it's been very clear showing that they have in the past um, marketed and directly targeted, especially e-cigarettes, at youth were the biggest supporter of T21 and the Indoor Clean Air Act, adding e-cigarettes to that. Why do you suppose that is? I thought it was fascinating. I I guess I don't have a comment for that. I, I think that's fascinating too. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. And then, if I recall correctly, City of Shakopee, we from the first time. There's a bunch of sirens going by, so I hope everybody can still hear. Okay, um, from the first time uh, e-cigarettes became a uh, a known commodity, the City of Shakopee treated e-cigarettes just like regular cigarettes. So you couldn't. Um, vape indoors at restaurants at first. I don't know if it stuck that way or kept going that direction, but I'm glad to see that uh, there's some movement happening to make sure to codify that uh, at the state level. So that is good. So Ruby, let's talk a little bit about uh, Relay for Life and uh, your work there. Will you just explain what Relay for Life is for people who may not be familiar with it? So Relay for Life is a community um, event that we host annually each summer, and we get together, and it's about, you know, helping our survivors um, newly from newly diagnosed up to people who have um, gone through their journeys and, and are celebrating survivorship. It's a way for us to remember our lost loved ones that we um, have lost to this disease, and it's a way to fight back. And so the money, it's a team event, although it's open to the public. We invite anybody who's been touched by cancer to join us for the evening. But really, it's a team event where we raise money and we walk. Um, and then, you know, the money funds advocacy-type things. It does. The reason I continue to relay is it funds patient services. So people in our county who maybe need help during their journey with a ride to treatment or maybe a wig or, you know, those kinds of things, they can have those services. Um, they qualify to have some money, you know, in medical equipment to their home so they can stay at home if that's what they choose to do during their journey. Um, so it's just really a way to support the people within our community um, that have to go on a cancer journey. And it's a very uplifting um you know, event. And again, it's open, open to the public, even though we have teams that, that sign up and, um, you know, we've raised over $2 million in, in Shakopee through the years. We're in Scott County because it's actually a wow. countywide event. And we've, we've, um, really, it's, it's like 2.4, I don't have the exact figure, but it's like $2.4 million that have been raised locally. And a lot of those dollars do come back, um, here education and, and different things so we can get, 
you know, more information out about screenings and that kind of thing. The money goes for, for that. Um, and I just really feel that the American Cancer Society does a good job with the donated funds and how they disperse it and, and use it. Um, and so I've been a strong supporter of them for over 20 years. Beautiful. Yeah, and it's, uh, and it just, in the last year or two, moved over to uh, Huber Park from the high school track there. What, yes. Um, how's that working for everybody? Right. Well, so last year we were rained out, so that didn't help. Um, but oh, no. we plan to be back at Huber Park this year um, for the event. And um, we were at the high school for many years, and then we moved over to Lions Park um, for a few years as, as well before that. And um, really it's just, you know, we've tried to work with the school. The Shakti School District has been fabulous with us along with the city of Shakti and done what they can to help us find solutions to be able to host a community-wide um, event. We certainly would love if anybody would like to volunteer to help organize this. We're always looking for new people to get involved and and put their flair on the event. Um, to, to You know, that's always a good thing um, to get the community involved. So um, if anybody is looking to do that, they can find our website. It's relayforlife.org backslash Scott County, Minnesota. And, um, or MN, I guess. So, yeah. Awesome. So that was uh, relayforlife.com backslash uh, Scott County MN. Is that what you meant? Was that what you said? Yes. Perfect. Yes. Awesome. And uh, I'll try and get that on our uh, website when we post this here at uh, house.mn slash 55A. So 55A is the district. I'll put the links and everything on there as well. And we'll go with that. Well, Ruby, thank you so much, uh, so much for your time. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to? No, I would just thank you for you know giving us a call and talking about these important uh, legislation. And I you know hope they continue through the process and see what happens with them. Yeah, exactly. We'll keep Thanks working time, on Brad. it over here. Thank you very much, Ruby. So everyone, uh, right. if you have any questions or you have any comments on this, you can get in touch with me. Uh, like I said, it's uh, my email address, brad.tabke at house.mn, or you can give us a call at 651-296-8872, and uh, would love to chat with you. So thanks again, Ruby, and uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye.